Lego. Lego. Hey everybody, welcome back to Back to Brick. I'm your host, Garrett, and this is the podcast where we talk with fellow AFOLs from around the world about their designs and the behind-the-scenes look on how they do it, and we get down to the bricking news where we talk about, well, the news that LEGO's come out with this past week. If you're a first-time listener, thanks for coming on the show and taking a listen. And if you're a long-time listener, thank you for sticking around and listening to these great designers. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast at Back to Brick on your favorite podcast listening app, such as Apple and Spotify. And uh, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Back to Brick 2 for all the updates and pictures from our designers. This week, we're going to be doing part two of Robbie's interview, or as he's well-known as Gun G-U-N-N Building. Then you can check out part one from last week as well, uh, and we'll get right into it. And this is a shorter episode, but still a great one to catch up on. Mm-hmm. And the same with what I was going to say next is like adventure, because that's what it is. It's the doctor and his companions, his or her, excuse me, uh, companion about and, you know, seeking out adventures and ideas. And you've done that in multiple ways, kind of moving into your adventure series, which you've taken some of the old sets and kind of give them a new fresh take on how a a mock builder would yeah so um adventures is a very big theme that's close to my heart really i was quite young when it first came out in 1998 my brother had um a few of the sets he had quite a lot of the egypt stuff and when i was when i was a kid i was very much into sort of um egyptology and archaeology and stuff like that seeing those sort of sets with so much detail and that they really it blew my mind really but at the same time also I'm a really big classic car fan and I love sort of vintage 1920s era cars. So it's that marriage of like the 1920s era, which was like the the height of archaeology and Egyptology and that. And then having that sense of adventure and having these really lovely like printed map pieces. For quite a long time, I always kept thinking about, oh, maybe I should try and do some of my own sort of fan remakes of um, like the event characters and some of the vehicles and that as well. And it just got to the point where I thought, you know what, I maybe I should try doing a series because a lot of people really liked what I was making. That's very close to my heart as well. I had quite a few of the Egypt series, uh, the dinosaur series. I don't know if I had any of the uh, Orient and the uh, Aztec. Yeah, the Aztec one. You know, taking that fresh spin on them, like how did you just, how did you do that? Did you take the original sets and just try to make them more detailed and just using more current parts? Or did you take a more custom spin to them? So with I used to, um, I looked at a lot of the sets and that, and I just thought, okay, well, they've got this um, this tomb structure or this temple structure to them and that as well. And sometimes with that, I actually tried to do a bit of research on them. So um, especially with Egypt, I looked into a lot of the architectural sort of designs and styles for the pillars and everything in that as well. I mean, with the final, the final big set, the uh, Temple of Anubis, I actually looked at a lot of the Egypt Egyptian temples um, that actually exist in real life and I learned quite a bit about the the history and the architectural design so usually with most of the temples they have these two large like sloped buildings and then they have like a gap in between them and the two buildings are usually called the pylons and then there's usually like a very small gap in between them and that was because the um, that was for the positioning of the sun so the sun would rise and it would go through the in between the pylons 
And I thought, well, I need to try and add a little bit of accuracy to this design because I want to try and keep it quite respectful and faithful to um, the actual Egyptian architectural styles and that as well. So it's all about doing the research, really. But at the same time, I was trying to add a bit more of a, a sort of a fun spin on it. So you have like the realism of the temples and the designs and that, but then you'd have like the supernatural elements to it as well. It plays just to the exact Lego storyline where, you know, you have the hieroglyphics, then you also have the scale with, you know, creatures coming out. It, it's cool because it you can see it and understand exactly what it was if you were a Lego fan at the time. And the same goes for any of the others. You just kind of upgraded uh, and given it modern spin, which adds to, you know... I wish they would bring it back. I wish Lego would see that The Adventures was such a big series that they've brought back other ones. Why not bring this one? Yeah, it's thing with Adventures is it's always sort of been there. It's been there in the back of Lego's mind, I guess, for a day because they keep subconsciously adding components of Adventures into a lot of things. So, I mean, Johnny Thunder had his own minifigure in the collectible minifigure series as like an explorer on there. And then with the with the Lego Ninjago stuff and that, they'd have like posters or references to the adventurers in um, some of the uh, Ninjago city sets and that as well. So it's kind of there. I mean, even in the um, in the Lego movie, they had the um, there's like a one scene on there where it has like the map of like the Lego universe, and on there it has Dino Island and everything as well. So it's there. It's still existing, but I just don't think Lego is using it enough really. Yeah, they kept putting, like you said, a little hints. I think the Ninjago latest city set had like a higher, uh, a map or something from it. I think they also had Bionicle. Like they put little hints, but they never actually go full force or try to actually bring back some of these sets. Yeah, this is this is a strange thing because um, I remember the when they released the Scooby Doo theme. There is a, there is one set which is the. Um, it's basically uh, a set with uh, Shaggy, Scooby, and a mummy. And on the actual like tomb and sarcophagus section and that, on the sides they had the stickered elements. One of the stickered elements is like a um, like a hieroglyph uh, tablet. But on the other side is a photograph of Johnny Thunder holding the ruby. And it's kind of like it's a strange... It's like the strangest crossover I've seen on there. But it's like even with um, the recent Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets set there is a star map that has a Kanoe Howe from the Bionicle series as well. So it's like these very strange different tie-ins and that. And it's nice that they're trying to make these little nods and little references to Lego themes. But you kind of wonder, is there something going on in the background? Or is it because you have so many set designers who are nostalgic about these things, they just want to add their own little mark on them? Mm -hmm. Especially because, you know, that's they've been playing to the adult market pretty hard in the recent year and a half two years that that's probably where they're getting it because we are all like you said we we've seen them we can see those little hints and like hey this is a little tra uh, little uh, easter egg from old lego sets and kids don't really understand it but that's why they get so much uh respect from the adults in these sets yeah i think i mean biggest one which i thought was like it mattered just literally screamed like a comeback of like the adventurers was the um the haunted house theme park ride they did where it's called manor von baron which is based <laughs> off of um, mm -hmm. baron ba baron von baron who was the one of the main antagonists in the adventurous series and it was all about all the treasures he's taken and there's a curse from the um the re the regu ruby and there's all these these different hints and um 
artifacts and references to like Orion Expedition and uh, Dino Island and the Egypt series and that as well. And it was just it was it was seeing that and then thinking, are they trying to bring adventurers back, or is this just because they're trying to set up like a good story for the actual theme park ride itself? Yeah, but. And hopefully they do realize that some of this stuff should come back. Uh, and if they see designs like this, like yours, um, and maybe some more, because I also like really appreciate Rock Raiders, which they try to bring back with Power Miners. I guess they may not bring things back based on you know popularity, but they've got the adult nostalgia coming through, so maybe they'll uh, realize that they should do it. Yeah, I mean... Um... We've seen this with the Pirates of uh, Barracuda Bay, mm-hmm, which, mm-hmm. Was, which was like a massive, massive callback to um, the classic Pirates theme and that as well. And that was definitely a nostalgia trip for any any adult Lego fan who obviously collected the Lego back when they were when they were a kid, really. So I think really it's just uh, maybe a wait and see sort of thing to see if they're going to keep making references or making adult themed sets, which are basically callbacks to uh, nostalgia yeah and hopefully that just means that uh, we can continue building like this as well as you now you've gone through all the adventures series as well as a lot of doctor who do you have any major projects coming up in those areas or are you looking into a new area of building um so far um i haven't got much planned in terms of projects in that as well i mean I may try and come up with a new TARDIS design at some point in that as well. Um, with Adventurers, I was briefly sort of, um, I did a few minifigure designs because I found out that the Lego City Arctic theme that they released was actually originally pitched as a, a new Adventurers series that was supposed to be um, Johnny Thunder and that all going to uh, the Arctic and um, finding like Woolly Mouse and everything in the ice. But I... I like the idea of it, but I kind of twisted it and changed it around, and then I made it a um, an Antarctic mis- mission instead. And I did some minifigure designs of it, but basically it was going to be very much um, like at the Mountains of Madness by H.P. Lovecraft meets the Adventures, really, and it was going to be like a very supernatural sort of um, story idea. Uh, I think at the moment I'm sort of thinking and wondering like what the set designs could be for that, really. So it's it's kind of a different territory in itself because it's I'm not basing it on any pre-existing adventure sets or any Orion Expedition sets. This is kind of like coming out of my my own head, really. Which makes it extremely unique. That's kind of almost a blend of the the old monsters theme, but also tying in, uh, like you said, the supernatural, which would be really cool to see because um, they did that with Hidden Side to some extent. Definitely, they have some cool parts from that with the ghost themes. Oh, definitely. I mean, I I absolutely adore Hidden Side because this was. This was Lego sort of it seemed like they were stepping into like a um a cosmic horror sort of um genre instead really with a lot of the creatures and the ghosts and that on there. I mean my favourite minifigure to come from that series is Vaughn Geist, who is it's uh I think it's Parker's great 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 grandfather or something, and he was like a ghost hunter from years ago. I just loved it. I love the detailing of the character. It's like a very uh, charismatic sort of character mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like it just really intrigued me because it was like a, a character that I could connect to in a lot of ways because he reminded me a lot of like um, the stuff that I I design and I'd make. 
It was a good series. I didn't really like the, the transformation of things, but like they had a cool idea. And unfortunately, now they're just like, well, instead of doing new things, let's just play back to like old stuff. They did do the, or are doing the Monkey Kid, but that's not really our area of the world, at least, is the most popular. I have to, get, I have to really give props to them for doing the Monkey Kid series because that was um, very much they were trying to play to the. Um... Well, the original journey, journey to the West story, and everything as well, and I think they were trying to do it to capture more of a um, a Chinese demographic in that as well, mm-hmm. because it's all um, it's all the sort of the old legends, but it's like a new generation for it as well. And I mean, a lot of the designs and a lot of the characters were very creative, and I think um, it was something that wasn't so much um, like any other sort of any other sort of themes really in that as well. And I think it was just trying to take a new step on sort of re redesigning and reintroducing old stories and old legends. That's true. I think that if we knew those legends and stories more, it would be better in this area, but they have a huge market in, in the East and that is a big market that everybody kind of wants to get into. Oh, definitely. I mean, um, they, they even did with the, uh, the Chinese New Year sets and that as well. I really thought they were very, very interesting sort of um, set designs and that to come from it. I mean, they built like the, the, the Chinese dragons and the, the temple and all the little market store vendors and everything in that as well. And I think it was just, it was nice to add that sort of little bit of culture really to the Lego product lines and that as well. Yes, yeah. And, you know, maybe they'll bring some of these callbacks to it or try some other, you know, ventures. They they tried it with video and then they tried it with some other things. But, you know, with mock builders like us and for you, you kind of just either improve on some old things or give them some new ideas. I mean, ins- inspiration comes in a number of different ways in that. And I mean, some of my, some of my designs in that have been as inspired by um pre-existing lego sets and that as well and i think it's it's just trying to sort of um i mean not so much show lego but i think show any lego fan that they can adapt and improve designs and that and even fuel their imagination by um building what they know or improvising or improving on something and lego is kind of giving some of their design out to help and adapt that's why you know I'm working on a project that uses some ideas and uh, creative aspects from their stadium series, or at least the two that they've done. Not a big football fan, but, you know, I can build a stadium now with some help of how they designed it. And the same can go for anything. Over time, everything will get updated and uh, help in creating better and more unique designs. Oh, definitely. I mean, I myself, I'm not... I'm not a football fan at all, but I have to give props to them really for um, really trying to sort of break the mold and that and introduce more sort of sport related things in, into Lego as well. I mean, even even when you look at things like the architecture series and that as well, and when they made the uh, the Roman Colosseum and that, they're trying to, they're try, I think they're just trying to show a lot of people who may think, oh, Lego is not really my sort of thing, that they can actually design things and they actually do have a place in the community and that regardless of if they didn't think that they didn't like Lego in the, in the first place really yeah and as we've seen like for you you've taken all the history you've had with your family and Lego and all of that kind of updates and brings us to kind of the closure for our interview is you know 
everyone has their way that they like to build and why they've done it. But how do you think for yourself that Lego impacted or changed your life? I think I think Lego impacted changed my life because it showed me that you you can use your imagination in a number of different ways. It doesn't always have to be con it doesn't always have to be stuck to say drawing or painting or anything or sculpting and that as well. I mean I've seen so many fantastic people and so many fantastic designs made from Lego bricks and that as well. And I think Lego encourages that sense of building with your imagination and that as well. Like you can do world building with a series of minifigures and a few bricks and that as well. And you can progress on that and you can improve you can improve your designs numerous times that. I mean I I have so many designs that I usually go back to and I modify or I change up a bit with new techniques that I found. And I think it's just it promotes so much on imagination. But I think also when you have that nostalgia um from when you used to build it as a kid, it kind of makes you feel like you're you're reliving the childhood, but at the same time you're sort of adding more um imagination to it. And then you get to, like you said, create your own spin on it. Constantly adapting, like you said, you'll probably you go back to some of these designs that you have and say, actually, now with some new parts, I can adapt this and make it look even more like what I was picturing. I just, you know, you're limited to what you have. You, I mean, people can build parts, but then you're like, eh, it's not Lego completely because those parts don't exist yet. So you can now like you said, continuing your creativity to adapt and change. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, I've had so many different designs, especially with like a lot of the vehicle designs that um, I've changed over the years. I've, I've tweaked them, I've improved them, and then I've come up with techniques that I was using for one build that I didn't think at the time would work for another build. And I thought, why don't I try and incorporate that into this? And then it's actually worked and it's made it look a lot better and it's just um adapting and improving and just learning from how you build and how you design yeah and that's that can be applied to almost anything in life which is really fun be being able to adapt and change and learn as you go exactly well, I just want to say again, Robbie, thank you for coming on to the podcast today. I really appreciated talking to you about your builds. I love the adventure series. I'm a big Doctor Who fan. Uh, and the steampunk, like we were talking about, is is a very underrated theme that Lego should probably look into. But for everyone out there, please go check out his work at Gun Building, G-U-N-N Building on Flickr and Instagram. And you can take a look at it. Um, again, Robbie, thank you for coming on today. My pleasure. Um, thank you inviting me onto the uh, podcast and it's been lovely to talk to you yes it has been lovely to talk to you as well i appreciate uh the insight you bring and that's what i always love to see and hear from all our designers just to see how they've come about in their process and uh, get the behind the scenes look thank you again for coming on and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day my pleasure and for everyone out there, make sure you subscribe to the podcast at Back to Brick 2 on Instagram and then Back to Brick on any of your podcast listening apps such as Spotify and Apple. And then we'll be back uh, for the end of the week for our Friday Bricking News. And then uh, you can catch up on our next designer interview. And I'll leave you as I always do. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the Back to Brick podcast this week with Robbie. Some great designs went into this week, and I really appreciate that you all spent the time to listen to part two here. 
We're going to be doing the breaking news this week, and make sure that you stand by for some new designer interviews that will be coming out. Subscribe to the podcast at Back to Brick on your favorite podcast listening app, such as Apple and Spotify, and follow us on Back to Brick 2 on our Instagram page. If you're interested in coming on the show, just shoot me a message on Instagram, and if you are looking to join the Back to Brick team, also shoot me a message, and we'll get you involved in what we can do on the podcast. So I'll leave you as I always do. Get creative, get out there, and go build something.